so today's Bible reading focuses a lot on Peter. I can relate to Peter a lot. He's a passionate man. He's a man of conviction. But as this reading goes on, we also know him as a fickle follower. Jesus at the Passover meal has said that very soon he will be deserted. Passionate Peter comes up and says, I will lay down my life for you. Only a short time later, they find themselves in the garden. Passionate Peter takes matters into his own hands and Jesus tells him to stop. Can you imagine what is going on in his mind? A little bit later, his words are truly put to the test. This Bible reading is from John chapter 18, reading from verse 1. It starts off in the garden and later into a courtyard. When he had finished praying, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side, there was a garden and he and his disciples went into it. Now Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas comes into the garden guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns and weapons. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, Jesus said, and Judas the traitor was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. So again he asked them, Who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. If you're looking for me, then, then let these men go. This happened, so his words that he had spoken would be fulfilled. I have not lost one of those you gave me. Then Simon Peter, who would a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Jesus commanded Peter, put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup the Father has given me? Then the detachment of soldiers with its commander and the Jewish officials arrested Jesus. They bound him and brought him first to Annas, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest that year. Caiaphas was the one who had advised the Jewish leaders that it would be good if one man died for the people. Simon Peter and another disciple were following Jesus. Because this disciple was known to the high priest, he went in with Jesus into the high priest's courtyard. But Peter 
and to wait outside at the door. The other disciple, who was known to the high priest, came back, spoke to the servant girl on duty there and brought Peter in. You aren't one of this man's disciples, are you? She asked Peter. He replied, I am not. It was cold and the servants and the officials stood around a fire that they had made to keep warm. Peter also was standing with them, warming himself. Meanwhile, Peter was still standing there warming himself, so they asked him, you aren't one of the disciples too, are you? He denied it, saying, I am not. One of the high priest's servants, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, challenged him, didn't I see you with him in the garden? Again, Peter denied it. And at that moment, a rooster began to crow. I never noticed how often roosters crowed before. They're such a part of everyday life, but you know, who, who would notice that they just happen all the time? But now they haunt me. I told him I'd be faithful to him to, to the end. And I was, well, kind of. When we're in the garden, I stood by his side even though we were outnumbered. I had my sword out before any of the others. I made sure that they knew that we'd bite when I cut off that servant's ear. I didn't retreat. Well, that's until they arrested him. I didn't mean to leave. I didn't. And after that, I tried to follow him. I did. I followed him to Caiaphas's courtyard. I'd promised him that if everyone else fell, that I would remain, that I would never fall away. So I followed him, but it was hopeless. I knew that it was all over, that we were all marching towards death, his death. But I followed, because I said I would, even if I have to die with you, I said. It was pretty cold there. They had a big fire going, keeping everyone warm. But I couldn't get too close. Truth is, I, I could have got closer, but I didn't think it was wise to, to, to stand there in the, in the full light. That mob was pretty angry, you know. Well, just, I just didn't think it was wise. Ah. <sighs> And then there was that servant girl, so in your face. 
You were there with that Jesus of Galilee too, weren't you? She said. Everyone heard that. It, it, it took me by surprise. I answered even before I could think. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about, I said. I mean, yes, of, of course I was with Jesus, but not right then, not right now, because I was outside and, and he was inside. I, I, I answered before I could think. Those sort of words now that, that I just can't take back. So, so after that I thought it best to stand somewhere else, so actually I just, I just moved a little further away. Well, well actually I, I, I moved a lot further away into the, near the gateway, into the darkness. There's a lot more, uh, there's a lot more happening there, uh, people coming and going, a lot more information being, uh, being exchanged. So I thought I could find out a little bit more about what was going on inside. Um, and I also thought that, you know, maybe that, that girl that gave me a hard time might, have, might leave me alone and, and think that I'd left. But then someone else at the gate, you know, just insist, insisted, you know, you know, this fellow here, he was with Jesus of Nazareth. Again, and that took me by surprise. I didn't want them to think that I'd lied before. So I said I just didn't really know the man. I mean, did any of us really know him? So that's what I said. Okay, I might have worded it a little bit more strongly than that. Um, I was starting to get a little bit angry. Um, all these people coming at me. So, you know, I lied again. And then there was a, you know, people getting more and more angry. I was getting more angry. Tempers were sort of uh, flaring a bit. Uh, then another group of them come to the, come to up to me and, and said, um, "You know, you was that with that Jesus guy? We know because your accent gives you away." I'm like, "Well, why does why does my accent mean that I know him? Just because we've got the same accent, so we just okay." I swore again. I got a bit uh, got a bit angry. I might have said that um, I don't know the man. What I meant was just because I have the same accent, it doesn't mean I know him. So, um, so I lied again. <coughs> you see, they haunt me. The rooster crows. He said that I would disown him. Jesus said I would deny him three times before the rooster crowed. I didn't mean to. I never meant to. I'd made all those promises to him, to myself. I tried. I really tried. But he was right. I disowned him. That night. And again now. Three times. Now, every time the rooster crows, I never thought it would end this way. I betrayed him as completely as that Iscariot did. Three times over.
you think he knew what I did? I'm afraid, no, I'm certain he knew my heart. And I couldn't even muster up enough courage to get close to him to ask him to forgive me. can't end this way. You can't. can't end this way, can it? Will it? Friends, there's a few questions up there which I invite you to chat about with someone near you. Near you. There's someone on their own, get alongside them. And yeah, What about Peter's story rang true for you? Why do our best intentions often fall short? Number three, in spite of his best efforts, Peter ends up in a world of pain, guilt and shame. How has Jesus brought us into his kingdom of peace, joy and hope? There's some questions I invite you to explore with a friendly person near you.